Henry B. Eyring stated, to ask and to answer questions as at the heart of all learning and all teaching. What does it mean that asking and answering questions is at the heart of all learning and all teaching? Well, this last week, Lindsay and I hosted a council call with our Teaching as Fearless Mothers of Faith group, and we witnessed firsthand how great learning and great teaching can be achieved by asking and answering questions. Join Lindsay and me today as we share some of our amazing insights that we had about the importance of asking the right questions to help personalize the scriptures to ourselves and to our families. Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And you are about to experience a new way to have family scripture study. Get ready, because this is where we say no to fancy, time-intensive lessons, no to trying to cover all the material, and no to stressing over what to talk about each day. And instead, we're going to say yes to simple but powerful family scripture study, yes to family discussions, and yes to change to help our family become more like Jesus Christ. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. I'm Leslie Johnson, your host today, and with me is Lindsay Jensen. Hi, everyone. So, Lindsay and I had a, a great um, experience this week. Uh, we're wrapping up the first couple weeks of our Teaching as a Fearless Mother of Faith course, and we would love to share some of the things that we're learning with everyone uh, that's been really powerful, and we think that it might be beneficial to all of you. So... Um, on Friday, Lindsay hosted a council call where we gathered all of the mothers together that could meet at that time. And, um, we talked about some of the things that we were struggling with and some of the questions that we had about teaching our families. And, um, we just learned so much as we counseled together, um, and heard people's questions and then heard ideas from other members of the council that it was just really inspiring. So Lindsay, could you maybe just start us off by giving us a kind of a brief outline or kind of story of, of what that council call was about and what happened? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was super powerful. So we had, like you said, those, those who could meet at that time, which is super hard to get a large group of mothers together at the same time. Um, especially when it's, you're spanning different time zones, but, um, we had every, we just got on Zoom and we we just talked with each other. But some of the questions that came up. So this this was a council call that was meant to yeah address issues, real life problems that we were facing as we we're teaching our children. Um, specifically, we were going over the first um, stage in the Fearless Mothers teaching path, um, the Fearless Mothers method, and it's it's all about um, teaching with themes, right? How how to teach with themes, how to ask good questions. Um, that's kind of the was the overview. The overview of this council call was to address these issues of, you know, using a theme and um, asking good questions, but then also addressing any questions that they might have. And so... Well, and can I just jump in here? Yeah, it go was ahead. Really, so now they've had some time to really try it and they had some really good questions about, okay, now I've done it. I'm trying to apply this to my family. And these are some of the roadblocks or these are some of the issues that are coming up, right? That was kind of yeah. They, they'd had a chance to experiment with it, and now they're like, okay, I need a little help working through this. So what were some of the questions that that we addressed? That they had? Yeah. yeah. So some of the questions that they had were like um, this idea of, you know, how do I come up with an invitation to invite my family to change? Um, someone was like, okay, 
like this theme's a little bit hard to use, <laughs> like, or I don't see exactly um, how this theme applies to my family. Like, what can I do to make this theme more personal? Um, right? Someone else was like, well, how do I have my, you know, get my husband on board and like so that we're on the same page and so that we're doing this together. Um, that those are some of the the main questions that come to mind off the top of I my head. I remember one of them even was, what if I want to change the theme in the middle of the month i've kind of oh, yeah. started down this road and now i don't like where it's going so can i change it kind of thing yeah so, or there's something that's more urgent right like yeah, something yeah. else has come up that i'd really like to address rather than this yeah exactly that's right that was a great question too yep yeah okay so um as we were going through you know all of these different questions let's just take let's just take a few of those questions and and talk about what we discovered together as a group. So maybe let's just start with um, this question about, you know, what if the theme just doesn't really work for my family? I mean, it's not, it's not really meaningful to me. What can I do? What? what well, the- um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, so there's a couple of things we talked about. One of them being like, is it, so, I mean, let's maybe, I think specifically there were a couple of, I think I'm confused by that question because there's, there's two questions that kind of had to do with that same thing. So let's go back to this idea of like, what if I want to change the theme in the middle, right? Or, okay. um, and I think, I think we'll move into, I think where you're headed as well. But one of the things that we talked about was this idea of what is the purpose of your teaching? Like, why are you even teaching your kids? Why are you having daily scripture study? Um, and we talked about that. And so those of you guys who are, you know, doing dishes or driving kids around and listening to this podcast, um, I want you to think about that for a minute. Like, why do you have daily family scripture study? Why is that important to you? Um, and one of the answers was because I want to strengthen my kids' testimonies, right? And I think that that's a great answer. Um, but I think to me, there's a lot more to it than that. It's not just for strengthening our kids' testimony. I think that's, I think that's a really important part, but I think it's also, um, to, you know, to help our children overcome these problems, right? Or to overcome their challenges. It's to, it's to change our family, right? We want family scripture study to change our family. And, um, when we realize that, you realize, okay, am I doing, like, am I being overwhelmed by perfection now? Feeling like I need to do it right because if, or am I, is this theme and this scripture study really serving our family? And maybe that's the way to think about it. Like, is scripture study helping our family or hindering it? Is it causing contention? Is scripture study, like, is it actually helping our family right now? Or is it just distracting us from the things that are actually really important right now? So can I give an example of what yeah. happened? So yeah. in that particular council, one of the mothers mentioned, she says, you know what, we've been studying this, or we've been having this theme on gratitude, but I found that halfway through the month, I really was struggling with my kids um, not being very courageous. We had a lot of new things that we were starting and being involved in, some new classes that they were taking or some new um, things that they were, were starting. And it was, it was a little bit hard for them. And, the, and she was dealing with a lot of the feedback from having to do something that was difficult and something that was hard. And so she says, you know what I really like to do is to work on um, focusing on 
helping my kids be more courageous. And But I'm afraid that I've already started this theme. We're already halfway through the month. Can I change what I'm doing? And Lindsay, in her wisdom, was so good. She then asked, answered that question with another question. And that question that she asked was just what she was talking about. She says, well, what is the purpose of our teaching? What is it that you are wanting to accomplish? And as we think about the answer to the first question, can I stop doing this theme and do something else? By asking the question, what's the purpose of our teaching? The answer becomes very clear. And she could very quickly answer that herself. Yeah, your example is perfect. That, that made it way more clear what I was trying to say exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so, so we looked at, as we are trying to have scripture study with our family, as we're trying to implement themes and ask the questions, it's important for us to sometimes take a step back and say, what is the purpose of my teaching? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And if there's something better, if the if the natural experiences that our children are having right now are different than the theme that we have chosen, by all means, change that theme because the most important thing that our kids will learn are from the experiences that they are having. And so if your kids are going through this experience of doing difficult things and being asked to do challenging things that are taking them out of their comfort zone and you want to help support them in that journey, then absolutely change what you're studying for scripture study because make it simple. Make it be not a separate entity from life, but make it part of your life. Scripture study isn't separate from life. It is there to enhance, to support, to um, to help us as we try to teach our kids, as we try to navigate life. And so that, I think, for, for some of them was, a, was kind of an aha moment that, oh, the reason that I'm doing this is actually to help my family grow and develop, not necessarily just to strengthen their testimony in some regard. Or to learn this one thing that I randomly chose at the beginning of the month anyway. <laughs> Right. Like, right. No, I think I think what you said is, is super profound, this idea that scripture study is not necessarily separate from life. And we too often think they are. And so the goal here is to try to merge them, to have our scripture study and our life experiences go hand in hand to build people, right? To build our children, to build our family, and not necessarily have these very distinct separate, you know, things that... Um, like they're together. They can help each other. They, they, they help each other. Anyway, I, I love the way you said that. But um, I think that leads really well, Mom, into to another question where someone else was like, I'm really struggling to make this theme work for my family, right? Or I'm struggling, like, I don't know how, and it's not that the theme is bad. I just don't know how to, what to do with it, per se, for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not necessarily needing to change the theme. They just want to know how to use this theme or how to teach, yeah, focus in on one thing with their family while still doing different things. Does that does that make sense? So what what so that was what that there? was the most amazing part I think of this whole council call was as we deep dive deep dove. How do how do you say that? I don't know. Dive deep. I don't <laughs> there know. we go. As we, as we took a deep look <laughs> at 
how we can personalize these themes for our family. So we so we actually went through um, the theme and we took kind of put somebody in a hot seat and says, okay, let's let's take you and look at what how this applies to you and your family. So the theme for this month that we are working on is I can let God in. And and that you know there's just some of them saying like, well that's great, but I'm unsure what that means to my family. I'm not really sure how to apply that. Um, and so we started talking about that. And, and one of the moms, she was so cute. She's like, well, when I'm trying to decide how to apply a theme, I think, okay, what is it that's driving me crazy in my family right now? <laughs> What do I want to have change in my household? Because different times in our lives, there's always something that's driving you crazy. Well, that's not true. There's not always something. But oftentimes, there's something that's driving you crazy that you really would like to change. Other times, there's not. And so any random theme could work during those times. Um, But if there's something that is particularly um, driving you crazy or something that you want to work on with your kids, um, that's the place to start. Yeah. And when she said that, I think everyone just was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, right. All of a sudden it becomes super clear. Because then I asked, so so if we asked the kid, everyone beforehand, and we didn't really, but we could have, and this is what would have happened, be like, okay, you know, how, how are you, how are you personalizing this theme to your family? Or what does this theme mean to your family? I can let God in. And um, I think they wouldn't totally know, right? Like, that's why we were having this council call is because they didn't really know. But if we say, What's driving you crazy at home right now? <laughs> they were able to come up, like everyone had an answer for their family, right? So for someone, it was like that their their children are learning new things and they're, you know, it's hard for them to be learning these new things. And so they're trying to to help them learn these new things. For someone else, you know, um, their, their kids are on devices too much, on their iPads and tablets or whatever too often. And she wants, that needs to be kind of reined in a little bit. Someone else, their kids are um, not being reverent during prayers, right? And they're poking each other and climbing all, on things and like they can't sit still during prayers. <laughs> so it's driving her crazy, um, right? Which is actually very relevant to mine too, where my kids have been opening their eyes and have been like, anyway, like their prayers have been very roped. And so I was like, okay, hey, no, you guys, we can keep our eyes closed during prayers. <laughs> like, this isn't that hard. Um Right, but you think this about this idea, you know, what's what's driving you crazy? All of a sudden, people knew. They're able to figure it out, right? And so you have this theme, I can let God in. What's driving you crazy? And then we spent the rest of the time saying, okay, now that you have this idea of what's driving you crazy, how do you use this theme to solve that problem? Okay, how do we use these scriptures and this theme to solve the problem of your kids using too much tech? To solve the problem of your kids not being willing to do hard things. To solve the problem of your kids not being reverent during prayers. Because God can help us solve these things. How do we how do we help guide our family to the solution that we desire? Okay, so that's, I mean, it really was just like that. It's like all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I can tell you exactly what's driving me crazy in my home right now. Everybody had something that they wanted to to work on. But then, Lindsay, what was so neat for me was to see you help. You took a couple of them and just took them through the steps to show everyone how how it worked. So could you do that for us? Could you take one of those problems 
and step us through the steps of how you would use that throughout the month as a theme I can let God in. Yeah, so the the idea is, so you have this theme, I can let God in, but you need to personalize it to your family. You need to have an invitation for your family. And so the first step is figuring out what is that invitation. Um, and the way you figure that out is by saying, okay, well, what's driving me crazy? And if we were to use this idea of, I mean, I can use my family right now with, with prayers, that I want them to be able to, you know, to say better prayers, right? <laughs> Basically is what it comes down to. That we can invite Christ into our life through meaningful prayers. Um, and so, so then once, once I'm clear on that, that's, that's my invitation to my family, right? You have to have that invitation. What am I wanting? To, well, I mean, another thing that along with what drives me crazy, another thing I like to think about is at the end of this month, what will success have looked like, right? How will I know that this theme has made a difference in our lives? So if, if my kids can start saying things that they're th- thankful for and things that, um, you know, keep their eyes closed and be more reverent during the prayers, like that will be successful by the end of this month. Um, so you have to figure that out first. Like that's the very first step. And then what you do is you go through and you look at all of the lessons over the course of the month and um, all of the weeks, like the come follow me things. And you look and see what scriptures or what, uh, just as you glance through the primary manual or you glance through the the family manual, you look and see if there's scriptures or things that pop out that are meaningful to you. So for example, last week was um, all this idea about sacrifice. And there, yeah, there was, there's some great scriptures about sacrifice. And so I chose to talk to my kids about sacrificing, seeing for two minutes and sacrificing the ability, like if they can sacrifice and be reverent for two minutes, then that shows God that they care and that they want to talk to him and he can bless them more. He can help them more. And so we were able to talk about that, right? And then, we, I, you know, as I was looking through the lesson, it also had a bunch of stuff that, that God helps us with. And I says, these are things that ways that we can be thankful. And so we talked about being thankful. Um, what else? This week is... Um, well, this- didn't you talk about how you, you challenged some of them to... Um, add more things that they were thankful for, that they've kind of got in a habit of asking for things, but not um, expressing gratitude so much. So yeah. so you wanted them to take the moment to, to list a couple of different things that they were thankful for. Yeah, I told them that they needed to say more things that they were thankful for than they were asking for. Um, and for the younger kids, I said, Casey, three things that you're thankful for and ask for one or two things. Um and then for the older kids, I says, it's okay that you can ask more, but then you have to be thankful for more. Okay, so just that. So yeah, I invited them to do that. Um, but you just kind of go through week by week and you say, okay, how can I apply this to our life? Like how can, what scriptures can I use that will help my children understand this concept better, will help them utilize this concept more in their lives? And so anyways, we just kind of did that. Like that's, those are the steps. It's not, it's not terribly complicated, but it was helpful to hear multiple people's examples, right? And to hear them step it through and uh, me asking questions to help them kind of figure out themselves. Okay, how do I do this? What's driving me crazy? What's the invitation I'm going to make to my family? How can I relate that to this week's lesson and next week's lessons and the week lesson after that? Um, And we just kind of stepped through it. So... So I think what um, 
the insight that some of our mothers had was that in order to do this, in order to teach, the first step is for them to ask themselves questions, right? So there's a set mm-hmm. of questions that they have to ask themselves and understand themselves before they know what questions to ask their children or how to um, invite their children to act. And so as we step through those questions, like you just said, like, okay, what is it that's driving you crazy? What is it that you want to have changed? What invitation are you going to, to offer your kids? How does that apply for the next several weeks? How can I use the, um, this theme or this idea with the scriptures that we are going to be using? And to take a few minutes and just go through those questions so that they are prepared. Um, Mom, and I'll say, I mean, this is the idea. We talk about this all the time about a theme. But they, these are the steps. Like, this is how you use it, right? And it takes 10 to 15 minutes at the beginning of the month, right? It's not like, it's, it doesn't come automatic. But 10 to 15 minutes, honestly, is not that long, right? And so you just have to realize, like, okay, I'm going to take this 10 to 15 minutes at the beginning of the month. But look at the impact it had over the course of the month. When I get direction, right, it's Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind idea, right? When you have this, you're not randomly climbing trees. You're not randomly meandering through the forest. You know exactly where you're going. You know where the end is, but you have to take a moment at the beginning of the month to figure out where you're at and where you're trying to go. And then you can go, right? Then you can do it. You can look at the map and figure out where you're headed instead of just walking, well, and that's, I remember one of the moms saying that. She says, when, once I know where I want to go, it makes the rest of the month so easy because I know where I'm headed. I know exactly what I'm going to do. It just makes those times when I actually sit down with my children uh, to teach them really easy because I've already mapped out where it is that I'm going to go. And so I think that as we talked about that, that people kind of saw, oh, yeah, I get it. Now now that I know um, where I'm headed, now I know where I want my kids to end up, I can ask the right questions or I can give them the experiences that are going to help them get where it is I want them to go. And that was just really powerful to see those light bulbs go on, That how easy that could be. Yeah. But I think your point is really important too. Like it takes, we have to ask ourselves the right questions, right? And when we ask ourselves the right questions and we think through those, the answers, that's what makes it so powerful. Yes. So let me give you an example of what happened in our um, Sunday school this last week. So we went to Sunday school class and it was a typical Sunday school class that we've got two weeks of information to cover because we only have Sunday school every two weeks. And so we've got the last two weeks of, of all these all this information that we have to cover. So we started at the beginning and we went through each chapter uh, towards the end. And there, it was, it was painful. (laughs) It is real. It is hard for me to, when we do that, because, well, you know why, but we got to the end or close to the end and we're obviously running out of time. There's never enough time. And so He'd gone through kind of the history of what had happened with the saints. And then he says, you know, it asked some questions here about um, what do you think that the uh, saints learned or what can, how do you, what do you learn from these scriptures or how can this story help you when you're struggling with these trials? But we really don't have time to talk about those. So we don't need to answer those questions. Just, he just read them and went on. 
And my heart just sunk. My heart absolutely ended up in my pit of my stomach because those questions, what do you learn from these scriptures? How can this story help you when you're struggling with trials? Are the very questions that lead us to learn and to grow and to apply the gospel. It's those personalization questions that take us from the information stage to the application stage to the transformation stage. As we take that information and we learn to apply it to our lives, we change because of it. And if we are focusing more on just giving information about what's happening in the scriptures, even just what the stories are or what's happening, we're missing the purpose of our scripture study, just like what you were talking about in the beginning. What is the purpose? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish here? Having in mind where we want to end up when we start is the most effective way to get where we want to go. And if you're struggling with scripture study, maybe it's just because a lot of what you're doing is just passing on information. Knowing beforehand what the purpose is of reading it. There has to be a purpose if we're just reading it to read or if we're just reading or talking about what happened to the saints. Nobody's going to remember that the next day. But when we take these things and we look at them in regards to why this why does this matter to me how can this help my children change then then we're getting to the meat of the scriptures then we're getting to the purpose of what god wants us to be doing as we study the scriptures so yeah anyway that my little my little tirade tirade there but <laughs> well i'll just say i mean that it works with kids too. Cause I, I agree with you hundred um, percent. We had our primary program this last Sunday mm-hmm. and it was awesome. The kids did such a good job, um, but it was so fun because anyway, afterwards, so, cause I'm in the primary presidency and, and afterwards we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do after, you know, after the primary program, we've been practicing for so long. Like, what are we going to actually do for primary? And we decided, well, we'll just have everyone come in and we'll just, we'll watch a movie. We'll watch some church shows, <laughs> just kind of party, let them, let them relax. And, um, and I didn't actually do this. My, one of the other counselors did, and she did fantastic, but she had downloaded a bunch of church videos, um, just like little three to five minute. Um, they weren't even the book of Mormon stories. They were like the three to five minute. Oh, I don't know. Inspirational ones that you might see where, you know, so there was a couple of like stories from elder Uchtdorf telling a story and then what he learned from it. Right. And same thing with president Nelson Anyway, we would watch this three to five minute video and then the other counselor broke it up. She, she'd get in front and she says, okay, so what did you guys learn from that? And she just asked that same question every time. But every time the kids were so excited, I learned about patience and how I can be, if I'm patient, then God can, you know, God will help me, right? Or someone else like, I learned how important my body is, that my body is a temple. Or I learned that, but like, you know, different videos, different kids would learn different things and they all got to share something that they learned. And I just was like, wow, what a great way to break up the monotony of just, instead of just watching a movie, 
where like they're watching this movie, but then they're also sharing with each other and bearing testimony to each other of things they've learned. And it was a super powerful 50 minutes with the entire primary 60 kids um, sharing testimonies with each other based on, you know, just after having done the primary program, I was blown away at how powerful that was with these little kids. And it was the same question every time. What did you learn from that? Yeah. That. She's like, <laughs> yeah, because I was telling her afterwards, I was like, that was fantastic. She's like, well, I just asked the same question. I was like, yeah, but it was fantastic. But that same <laughs> like, question is different every time, right? The answer yeah. is different. That's what I love about those personalization questions is that there's never the same answer. It's not the same for every one person. It's it's different. And, and that go-to question right there is like the golden question. If that's yep. the only question you can ask, that's the one to ask. <laughs> that's right. If you only have time for one question, ask that one. Yep. So, I love that. Yep. So let me give you um, another example. Mm-hmm. So um, this um, same Sunday, we had our, our daughter that's in college, Haley, came home with her roommates. And so we had... We had three college-age kids plus, plus Jacob, so there was four of them. And um, we were having to come follow me, and we were having a Sunday discussion um, about Elder Clark G. Gilbert's conference report about becoming more like Christ, the parable of the slope. And if you remember that um, talk, he's the one that uses math, and he says, okay, now don't, don't be scared. Let me just kind of go through this. And he talks about how people start in different places and um, you know some people start with a lot of advantages and other people start with not as many advantages but it doesn't really matter where you start what matters is the slope of your line is it going up or is it going down and um, and so we were talking to these um, young adults who are all in very um, that time of life when there's so many questions to answer, you're trying to figure out who you are, you're dating, you're trying to figure out, um, you know, other people and your relationship with others, your relationship with the gospel, and just a lot of hard things going on. And so we asked them, um, my husband was giving the lesson, and he asked them um, where they were on the slope. Were they progressing or were they digressing? And he asked them, you know, share, share an example of, of where you are at on the slope. Well, it was kind of funny because they kind of started talking generically and talking about theoretical things. And, and he stopped them and he says, I don't think you heard my question. Where are you? What are you dealing with? And he kind of forced them to think about them specifically and as they started looking at more of that personal application of this idea they shared some some wonderful um things that they were that they were working with that they were trying to um you know they were talking about how their slope is going up and down and right now most of them says you know overall i think my my slope is going up but right now here's some of the things that i'm struggling with and they shared some of the things they were struggling with and one of them was struggling with this um, idea of the culture of the church versus the eternal truths of the gospel. Um, and we're like, okay, well, what does that mean? What, for example, share, give us an example. And she says, well, like, 
like judging. I feel like in the culture of the church that having tattoos or wearing a bikini or things like that mean that you are a bad person. And she says, I just don't believe that. I believe that there are a lot of good people who make choices that don't go along with the cultural norm of the church, but they're still good people. And this is something that I'm trying to, to figure out. I'm like, oh man, yeah, that's a, that's a great one. That's awesome. Um, one of the other girls talked about, um, you know, she says, I am just kind of trying to understand the importance of family. She says, I have some really good friends who have just come out as, as lesbian. And they, you know, are, are happy in their relationship with someone of the same gender. And so I am trying to figure out um, why God would give us a commandment to be married to someone of the opposite gender if you can find happiness with someone of the same gender. Well, that's pretty deep uh, issue to be grappling with. And, and then another one was talking about having faith through trials and, and how to, to keep their faith through the trials that they had and how to look for the God and, or for the good. And as we looked at these specific examples of real life problems, um, kind of like what you said, that they were, they started bearing testimony of truth that they knew and the spirit was really strong. And these girls were strengthening each other. I mean, Brent and I were just sitting there listening and, um, not really doing much other than asking an, an occasional question. But these girls really, um, as they took a moment to bear testimony of things that they knew to be true, the, the Spirit testified, yes, you're right. That's, this is true. This is why you have families. This is why we don't judge other people. This is how we have faith. Um, and it was it was amazing that... All of this happened just as we asked questions that asked them to personalize the talk that we were studying. Yeah, so. I, I love that, Mom. I love that example. And I think if, if we were just to, to bring it circle, right, bring, bring full circle, this idea that um, the gospel is personal, to us, right? And teaching the kids, our kids, the gospel is personal to us. So just like you during, you know, your home family scripture study or during come follow me study with college kids, where it's able to help them start to personalize it and bring it personal to them, right? That's the exact same thing we did during our council call. We said, okay, quit. Like, let's, let's stop talking about themes in general for a minute. What are you struggling with? Can this theme help solve this problem, right? Can this scripture help solve your problem, right? The same thing that I'm trying to do with my kids. You know, as we read this week, we're talking about, um, I can cheerfully do all things within my power or something along the lines. I just remember the word cheerfully. What can you, Katie, what's going to be hard for you today that you can be cheerful about? (laughs) That's what I asked this morning during scripture study. Brooke, what can you do today? What's going to be hard for something for you today? Oh, doing the silverware. Okay, can you be cheerful while you do that? <laughs> yeah, I can. You know, Evelyn, what's going to be hard for you? Doing my writing. Okay, can you do that cheerfully today? Yeah, I can. <laughs> like, that was it. That was it. That's what we did today. But they How did their powerful. jobs cheerfully. <laughs> How powerful is that? When you take, you know, this idea, this these words that are found within the scriptures at this point in time, 
They're just words. But you take those words and you make them applicable to them in whatever circumstances they are, whether it's putting the silverware away, doing their writing, judging people with tattoos, whatever it Helping is. your kids with tech, right? Like if they're having yeah. too much technology. Like how can you invite God into your life? What problem are you facing right now? And how can the scriptures help you solve this problem? Right? I'm asking the parents that and they say, okay, well, it's tech. It's that my kids are fighting. It's that my kids are, um, they can't, they don't have courage to do something new. It's that my kids are not paying attention during prayers. Okay. So let's use the scriptures to solve that problem. What questions can you ask your kids to help them realize that is a problem and then invite them to change themselves? Do you know what's so wonderful about that? Because I left that same invitation with my older kids as before they left. I says, I says, an invitation I extend for, to you is to choose one thing, one way that you're going to let the Lord into your life this next few weeks so that you can be blessed by him. And I left that same invitation to them. But you know what is so cool about all of this is that it, it does help us with our problems right now. It makes life easier as we personalize these scriptures. It doesn't have to be just about building our testimonies. It's about changing behavior, changing problems that we're dealing with right now. And as parents, that's so freeing. That so takes the weight off your shoulder so much when you can say, okay, I don't have to fight with Brookie today about doing the silverware. She is choosing to do it cheerfully because we have taken the scriptures and we have made them personal to her. And they are. it's also one of the great benefits of this, Lindsay, that I think is so important is that it's teaching our children where to find answers to their own problems, right? I mean, we are taking these problems... Brookie, you have a problem with complaining when you put the, the silverware away. This is what the scriptures tell us about that. And we're showing how the scriptures can actually help solve our, our, our problems in the here and now. Well, and not only that, 100%, 100%. But I was going to say, and adding to that is I, as the mother, don't have to take their problems on me either. Right? I don't have to solve everything. They, I am helping them, empowering them to take control of their own lives, to solve their own problems. Um, anyway, I, I all of that. This, I was just reading this book this morning talking about that. There was a parent who her big motto was, not my problem. And she says, you have got to let your kids learn to deal with their own problems because eventually in their life, you know, that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to solve their own problems. And so the sooner you start, the better they're going to be before they leave your home. And she would she would even go so far as, oh, you forgot your gym clothes at home today? Darn it, that's just not my problem. I guess you'll remember to take care of that next time, won't you? Oh, you forgot to wash your shoes? Darn it, I guess that's going to be embarrassing to wear dirty, dirty shoes to, to school. You know, it's, it's just she is not taking on the problems of her of her children. And and I love that. Like what you're saying is like you are teaching them to deal with their own problems 
you've got enough problems to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need <laughs> the problems of four other little people to try to deal with. Yeah. So anyway, it's about time to wrap this up. But I loved um, from this this council call that we had, the insights that we had together as we counseled together, as we shared our thoughts and our ideas together, as we reminded each other what our purpose was for teaching our children and then shared our experiences and our ideas with one another, we were all edified. We were all strengthened. And those kind of things come as we ask the right questions. As we think about the questions that we need to prepare to teach our children, as we think about the questions that we want to use to invite our children to ask, Mm -hmm. as we think about the questions that get to the root of why we're doing what we're doing, that is when our actions become the most powerful and the most meaningful. And our what we do actually become sustainable and meaningful to those around us. So do you have any last words, Lindsay? No, I think that's it. I think, I mean, this okay, idea everybody. of, yeah, just this idea of asking the right questions, of, of making it personal to you and your family and not being afraid to be specific in your questions, in your challenges, in your invitations. Um, that's just super powerful. I love it. All right, everybody, remember, your teaching matters. See you next week. Bye.